Hello again. I'm here. I'm here. Do not fear. I'm back on this. Yeah. I'm back on this. I probably recorded two months ago the last one. It was the Brazilian rap album from the Levy. I talk about that probably in a very nice way on that one so I won't recap recap what the album is about um I you should cherish this moment with me because we are now I am on the realm of not knowing which album I'm going to speak about and it deserves like a second of introspection yes about that moment okay one minute usually i just ramble about something about one minute or so <laughs> okay um i have at this point in time which is probably very very uh, deep into the past right now um probably a few months away i started releasing the podcast and i now this is the 31th episode right uh, I just released the 31, which I, I, I listened to it just now. And I should say that I'm really happy with the results that I was uh, fearful to have a look at. Because I was just publishing without listening to them at all. Just like basic editing stuff or editing the levels of the audios and, and putting some some compression and putting you know it that sort of thing needs to be looked at because it doesn't sound very good uh i would change my approach from from the from the 52nd one onwards i'm not gonna go back and edit everything again not at all and okay a, a, a few uh glimpses of feedback that i had so far which wasn't much because i just posted on instagram um the that i've been doing this you know after after a while there i posted there and i shared the sergeant peppers the 30th right 30th episode so i hope that people somewhat get a kick out of it i i truly do that's you know that's all you ask for uh, i noticed the number of listeners as well and there is some interesting things to be said about that in a way but uh, um, bottom line is I, I see that someone from the united states is listening to it a lot and uh, the other people are from sydney and some random countries like there is a one uk one i don't know so people have been listening uh, a little bit and especially i i believe it's just one person that's listening in the u.s uh which you know it's good to know that I, at least, you know, s s some someone is listening to almost all of it, which is like thirty-ish episodes so far. So that's uh, I give you my thank you, person from the United States. Uh, you, 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 I don't know much about you, or you know, I can't say much. Uh, just the numbers there seems like you you've been listening to it, and I hope that you get a kick out of it. Uh, it's pretty much the same as talking to me you know so it, it does feel like oh someone is kind of like 
seeing me as a friend or whatever you know because that's i i it's kind of what you know as a friend but you know like someone worth worthy of be listening to that's all uh and that's that's a honest and and very heartfelt uh thank you that i give it to you so yeah let's just keep going with the syrupy stuff let's leave the syrupy stuff behind yeah anyway let's generate a number and see where they take us the numbers because there are multiple numbers you know uh, three numbers in this case so it's 115 the number mm, it's a very tense moment okay so the next one it's talk talk color of spring is the album selected interesting because uh, i think about talk talk a lot because i really do like the records quite a lot uh, i was exploring a little bit of the solo album that the vocalist released uh, you know I, I think during the 90s uh, i saw that and obviously there is a uh, rusty man as well which is a project that he did with uh, betty gibbons from Porchhead. I believe that's him or either him or the guitarist for talk talk but there are two like examples of solo projects there that are notable from from them um this album specifically it's from what i can remember it's kind of like a second phase on their discography i believe that they they have like six or seven albums um six i think it's a it's a better a better bet there um, and this one is a midpoint of course is the midpoint of the 80s as well if you if you see the it's a 1986 release and they started at 81 82 and finish at the beginning of the 90s so they were a, a band that kind of summarized the 80s in a very um, elegant way you, ha you have those bands some examples of those of that sort of thing on other bands as well like the blue nile it's a it's a very heavy example of that and the patch mode as well i believe that those three would be the mo the three most important bands from the 80s uh, obviously you also can put the smiths there as well and what else maybe new order because of the connection with the joy uh, with the joy division and like synth pop being a, a, a natural progression from post-punk in the 70s like the, the end of the 70s the beginning of the 80s you can consider new order also as like the order was the band that carried the flame of joy division throughout the 80s and with the changes that it had to happen because of the demise of of, of Curtis, right um so you tr you translate that mainly obviously through instrumentation and how drums are used and there, there was a much more synthesized approach to the 80s um so it's it's the beginning of the digi digitalization of music essentially and that with film as well digital started to get developed by the late 80s essentially um like on the cutting edge but you know commercial stuff was available 
probably 10 years after that. Um, and b music, of course, studios are in the cutting edge of technology, so you're going to have uh, development of different synthesizers and, and, and different sorts of recordings and loops, and, and obviously hip-hop as well. It was something that was on the zeitgeist already at the b beginning of the 80s, although very niched still. Uh, rock and roll was the main rock and roll rock and roll and pop and, and and soul music were the main styles of the the era prior to hip hop took taking over that was more 90s but anyway uh, all right back to the album in question the, the way the talk talk does things and how they relate to the 80s aesthetic is that they don't rely as heavily on instrumentation that's typical from the 80s so it th there is a lot of uh, a, a very f old school approach to their style of doing somewhat of a synth pop but not really uh, it's i i truly maybe i describe talk talk as art rock um, so they are in the same vein as Steely Dan, perhaps, you know, and what would be the the translation from the 80s, the 70s from the 80s, right, coming out of the progressive wave of things and the jazz, fusions, uh, jazz fusion way of things of the 70s and going uh, to the synth pop more directed, more electronical in many ways from the 80s right and with the typical sounds of their era and they don't really rely much on that uh, it's only telling that they would become one of the first post-rock things that ever happened right I feel like it's clipping a lot I can see that it's clipping a lot probably or is it yeah it's fucking clipping like a bitch hi yeah well, I believe it's fine. Okay. Uh, sorry for the clipping, guys. So, yes. So, I in a way, it's not that they necessarily were... They were very progressive in the sense that what the progressive sound is, it's post-rock translated, you know, in... in, in whatever language the the nineties put in what's essentially progressive music in post rock, right? Um and talk talk with the last album, the ninety one album. Nineteen ninety one, I don't remember the name now. Don't ask me to remember names. Um it's the beginning of, of post rock in many ways. And it's if you trace it back and you 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 put the sound of the f of the last album and you and you make it more eighties, you will culminate on the color of spring, uh, color of spring, color of spring. Yes, and it, it's a it's a very elegant approach to to the structure of synth pop and they started playing around with structure more they the, the songs became more elongated became more 
um, morphing more slowly into the next thing, you know, like you have in post-rock, repetition a lot, uh, a lot of different um, propositions of sound palette on each section of the thing longer tracks obviously right so you see that has been developed as post rock really easily uh, once that or someone started something and it was started with talk talk and this in this point here it's the more uh, muscular type of composition more adherent to the 80s right um what this album represents um because it is from the 80s and that's you know it, it for will forever be attached to all the other albums from the 80s as well as one of the best ones um it's it, it, it in a way promotes the progression of rock and roll music at that time and also does it in a way that essentially i'm not sure if i get into any sort of point now but what i'm trying to say is it's an elegant uh display of you know what the 80s was were most famous for and it's a very it's very dramatic songwriting i believe they are from the uk i could be wrong i think that's an important information to to check because that puts them in a in a in a lot of different scenes. Yeah, they're definitely from the UK. So they don't have many parallels with with punk. I think punk was already a very gone thing when they when they arrived. But they are put on the same they are put on the same um, uh, boat as synth pop stuff and a lot of industrial and and post rock sort of things from the nineties. Not necessarily nineteen aos but sort of it, it could be you know if you're talking about um alternative music laughingstock is the name of the the last album if, if you if you're talking about um fucking completely lost my train of thought sorry so yeah they are compared with duran duran but they have a roxy music inspired i'm reading it straight up from the <laughs> from the wikipedia right <laughs> uh, but the, it does make sense that they do have that roxy music is famous for being a, a glam rock band so they have that sheen of glam with them as well in, in terms of using uh, a lot of stuff from soul music, from R&B. In terms of instrumentation, not so, not so much like delivery or or, or the, for them to be on the same genre as R&B or soul music at all. But in terms of instrumentation and methods of production, and I, I believe they are very analog on on their on their approach as well, right? One of those very much working horse sort of bands, you know, from the from the 80s that evolved in a, in a very in a very seamless but interesting arch uh they, they have on their on their discography the earlier material it's more synth pop driven so you can check the the especially it's my life 
which is like Gwen Stefani has a very fa famous version, right? And their version is actually better. So just always listen to "It's My Life" from Talk Talk. It's like it's a classic song, and you know, it's it's a, a classic album as well. So those those two are um, the exemplars of like the synth pop approach. "Spirit of Eden" and "Laughing Stock" are more post rock oriented. So you have that. Uh, how how it's placed on their discography and what it means to the 80s. Um, obviously, the songs are very uh, profound and poetic and, and very folk-like as well. So you have some sort of an influence uh, of British folk on their songwriting to some extent. So it's it's a very it's a very plural band and it's a very creative um, and and very progression that they had because they went from synth pop to post rock that sort of uh, transition transition it's really interesting right it's it's really like it tells you the, the progression of things and basically like post rock is a genre uh, to, to this day so it's it's something that it has material coming from that genre like constantly and you can mix jazz with it you can mix like electronic music with it you can you can do a lot of things inside the post rock genre so it's kind of like how the spirit of punk learn how to survive you know during the the uh, his uh, maturation as a style of course you have punk music being produced as well more more to the form meat and potatoes uh, punk music but what i'm saying is like how the mainstream shifted right like the the main figures of a genre how they shift one thing and how they progress it's really interesting to observe especially from afar when you look at like historical lists of albums or you know hit songs and s sort of things like that which i did recently i saw a video like oh the best album of each year ever since 19 uh, 21, which is the first known recording of, a, of an opera, and, you know, to 2022. So you just see <laughs> Black Country, New Road, and an opera. So it's it's popular music. It's an amazing animal to observe, <laughs> just going about its day, you know? And I believe that's somewhat sort of everything that I have to say. I'll try to keep the, the episodes shorter. I'm not sure really uh, the necessity. This one might not even be usable because there's so much clipping in the beginning. Um, but most of the episode, right, was unbearable to watch, to, to listen to. I don't hope so, but yeah. Okay, so thank you. And if you're listening, <laughs> uh, listener from the United States, there, uh, all the best. Yeah, and bye.